episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast, episode number 15. In this episode, the moms talk about their first day of school preparations, read listener mail, foreign languages study, and quick tips and tricks. <laughs> mom, where's my MacBook? Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, 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 can I have a drink? Mom. Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit-chat? 16 minutes, 26 seconds. So, Becky, how was your week? Well, like you, probably, I spend most of my week getting ready for school to start tomorrow. Yep. Um, I have been frantically sharpening pencils and making photocopies and laminating things. You're more efficient and, than I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, designating what's going to be the history notebook and what's going to be the reading notebook and that sort of thing, collecting all the folders and binders that I need, um, which has been a little rough because I am completely out of printer ink. Oh, no. Yeah, so um, I print things and they come out like this ghost gray. You oh, know? I hate that. <laughs> you really feel totally lost without a printer, huh? Yeah, it's I awful and I really, really need a, uh, to get some printer ink. But right at the moment, my budget is so tight it squeaks, so I'm not yeah. able to get any at the moment. I can so relate. I'm hoping when I go down to the school tomorrow, they'll let me print some stuff while I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I think they will. But I've been working on kind of like looking at the last bits of curriculum we still need and the, you know, the last bits we need to just make it all fit together. Mm-hmm. And um, and then on top of that, I've been loading books onto my Kindle. And I can't remember if I talked about this last time or not, but I'm going to talk about it again because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> okay. So like um, History Odyssey, the the history program that we're both right. going to be using. Um the actual book that you get is it's just a list of you know read this chapter do this out of and it's all right. instructions but they're used in they're instructions for using different books if that right. makes sense so you're going to read this in story of the world you're going to read this in usborn's history and then you're going to do this project in uh, right. history pockets you don't actually have to print anything out of there so i took the entire pdf of that book and put it onto my kindle so now uh-huh. when so I can just use my Kindle now to sit and I'll have it in front of me and I can use it to look up what I need without having to print all of that stuff up. Cool. Yeah, and I can take it anywhere I need to go. So like if I because I usually carry my Kindle with me anywhere it anyways. And so if I go <laughs> I said anywhere, that was weird. <laughs> And so, like, if I go down to the school and I need to, and I can't, I'm like, oh, what do I need to copy? I can just look it up really quick on my Kindle and awesome. have it all ready to go. So I'm all excited about that. New Very things cool. I learned about my Kindle. <laughs> I can load PDF files on there. It's pretty awesome. Very so cool. that, and, um, and then I am trying to streamline my chores and my menu planning. And so I changed, I, I, I've done my menu planning and my grocery shopping basically exactly the same way since I moved out of my parents' house, which is, you know, you menu plan, decide what you're going to eat, and then you make the shopping list based on that, and then you go shopping. Uh And I have, I decided to try something new because we've started um, shopping at Grocery Outlet, which is one of those places that doesn't always have the same thing from week to week to week. Right. And um, what I've been doing is going into the store, buying, shopping based on what's on sale, and then creating a menu from that. 
<laughs> and um, the first two weeks I did that, it was rough because <laughs> I was like, I didn't know, you know, I was, there was too many choices, too many options. And so um, this week I decided to go with a theme night menu planning. So now when I go shop, shopping, I know one night I need to have breakfast for dinner. So then I need to find the pieces for that. Whatever that turns out <laughs> to be, it could be. And like pancake mix is on sale, then we'll have pancakes that week. But if biscuits are on sale, we'll have biscuits and eggs that week. Right. So that makes sense, right? Yeah. And then, like, we have international night and barbecue night and all these kinds of things. So now I have a basic idea of what I'm looking for to eat. And I only menu plan for six nights a week. Uh-huh. Because the seventh night, either we'll eat leftovers or, you know, something's going to come up and we're going to go to a friend's house or whatever. Um, it, it's I used to menu plan for seven, and it, it always ended up one week got pulled over to the next because, uh-huh. you know. Um and so it makes it a lot easier. So now I have, uh, you, you were remarking on my binder that I had all my chore sheets. Uh, I redid all uh-huh. my chore sheets. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and they've got, every day has got its, its menu theme on it. Very nice. Yeah, got it all printed up and put in new um, page protectors and put in my great big binder of everything. <laughs> so wow. on one hand, I feel very organized and very ready and very like on top of everything. But then I remember it's a whole new charter school, and so it's going to be a whole new system and a whole new everything. So I'm <laughs> going to have a little trepidation about that. Oh, but it'll be fine. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. And I have every confidence that I will get it picked up, and, and I'll be in the swing of things within, I don't know, three, six months, something like that. <laughs> uh, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? How was your week? Oh, similar but not as efficient. <laughs> just just like I have always, in my entire life, waited until the last minute to do everything. Everything that I always planned it, to do ahead of time always gets crammed into the last minute. So even this last week, I was like, I'm going to be totally on top of things. I'm going to get spend the whole week working in that big room, which is what we call our garage conversion, which has playroom, schoolroom, and my husband's office in it. We call it the big room. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to get organizing, and I'm going to get cleaning, and because it, it really wasn't, the school part of it really wasn't that bad, because I actually had spent a long time working on it a few weeks back, and um, it hadn't gotten totally trashy, and thank God. <laughs> but, um, but it had a lot more organizing I needed to do when things had started to pile up, and so I needed to you know, get in there, and there was a there was a fair amount of work to do, but did I get to it? No. Monday, no. Tuesday, nope, nope. Friday, nope. Didn't get to it until today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally got in there today and started cleaning, and I was like, oh, I don't even know where to begin because I. I had gotten to the point where the stuff that I had done before was all the easy stuff, real obvious. Okay, this needs to go here. You know, crayons go with crayons, markers go with markers, easy stuff. Right. And you get down to the point where you've got all the odds and ends that you're not sure what to do with them. That's where I start to stall out. So today I was like, I got to get through this. But luckily, since the last day, I've got that surge of energy to get through it and I got through it yay Yay. (laughs) and it's clean I've been posting pictures before and after pictures on my homeschool room Facebook page so if anybody wants to check that out um but uh, fantastic by the way the room looks great thank you uh yeah it's a really cool little room it's little but um it's cool because I mean we got some we got some neat stuff in there that were like I were given to me so like my my mother-in-law gave me that fabulous long dresser it's nice perfect for art supplies 
absolutely perfect. I love that thing. And I covered it with plastic this time because I wanted to make it. Um, last year I had books on top of it. And it just ca- just got cluttered and everything just got piled up there. So finally, and I had all the art supplies in a different shelf. And I was, and it was all kind of crammed and it didn't look nice. I'm like, I'm going to put the art supplies here where the kids can access them better and mm-hmm. actually use them. Hence putting plastic on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, it just, it just kind of pulled the room together when I just did a simple thing of just swapping these go here and those go there and it just worked <laughs> so yeah so today um i just had to do the last little bits and pieces that had gotten um out of order in between the last time i had worked on it which it was ugh, weeks ago and <laughs> um yeah i'm pretty proud of it it's turned out pretty good it's nowhere near done because i'm sure that there's still going to be lots of tweaking to do but i got it down to the point where it's clean everything has a place for now at least We'll see if we can maintain it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. And then um, on, what was it, Friday? Yeah, I think it was Friday. We went down to ERCLC, which is our charter school in Visalia, for our first meeting with our new coordinator. Um, for those people not familiar with charter schools for homeschoolers, um, you get uh, a, a teacher, a credentialed teacher assigned to you. And at Eleanor Roosevelt, they're called coordinators. So um, we went down to meet Mary Ellen, who's our new coordinator. Um, and yes, the classes are going to be up here in Fresno. I think we've talked about that quite a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> but we had to go down just for the first meeting to go meet meet her and also to pick up all of our stuff from the library because we went through the library and we and we picked stuff okay. up and picked I can't stuff wait. Out. Yeah, it's fun. You're going to bring a big big box or crate, right? Don't uh, forget. We're bring a laundry basket. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> yeah. So um, although you and I, we don't have as much stuff to pick up because we've got so much stuff already. Exactly. We probably <laughs> won't be picking up very much stuff but yeah mine was a fairly small stack everybody was looking at me going that's small I'm like yeah I actually have a lot of stuff and plus there's a bunch of stuff I'm checking out from the library this year so but yeah that was fun we got to I had met her at the potluck oh that was the other thing we did this week we had the potluck oh that's right I I completely forgot (laughs) we had our back to school potluck at the new location that was fun oh well at least until Jack got sick We yeah. had a little bit of a problem because when we arrived at the potluck, um, my youngest son got bonked in the head with a car door. And yeah, so I, I was like super, super paranoid. I'm like icing his head. And then he goes, runs off to play and seemingly uh-huh. everything was fine, right? Right. And then like, what, 20 minutes later or something, yeah. he comes running over. He's holding his stomach. He's clut- He's screaming. He's pale. He's Ugh. sweaty. Yeah, he didn't I'm like good. freaking out. And of course, he won't use words. Right. Like, can't when possibly upset, explain yeah. what's going on. Right. So we jumped in the car to go to the ER, or no, to the urgent care, and we got, we were almost there, and he's like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> and I, well. I, I looked at him, and, like, his color was back, and he wasn't sweaty anymore, and I'm like, oh, wow. okay, I guess let's <laughs> go home then. That's bizarre. Yeah, well, at least I had a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It could have been much worse. He could have had a concussion or something, but... yeah. So that was cool, getting the chance to, to see, meet some new people and, mm-hmm. and see some people I hadn't seen in a while. And um, I'm sure that wasn't all the families either. I'm sure there's more. But, um, or maybe not a lot more because they don't really have room for very many there. So. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I might possibly be there, but. It's a small location. But, uh, but yeah, and then going down on Friday, it was cool because we got to see some of the teachers that we're not going to see, like Brian. 
um, who was my kid's PE teacher, and my friend Shauna, we carpooled down all last year, and her son, Keizo, is Tieran's best buddy. Um, their coordinator was, was they called him Coordinator Brian. Um, teach, well, Teacher Brian for PE class and Coordinator Brian <laughs> for the coordinator. But <laughs> anyway, he is like hands down favorite teacher of all over there. And uh, it was really sad. It was, it was happy to see him, but sad realizing we weren't going to see him regularly anymore. Oh, but, yeah. But, you know, we're going to, I suspect we'll have some new favorite teachers. So, yeah, it was really cool. We got to got to uh, hang out and talk with Mary Ellen. And then Shauna had her meeting with, because we carpooled down there again. And um, she had her meeting with Mary Ellen. And she really hooked up with her. Um, and, like, on the car ride home was talking about how she just loved her. And I was like, yeah, she's really cool. So she's a Yay. really nice lady. I'm looking forward to seeing how she does her classes. She's doing, I know she's doing the writing class. I think she has another class she's Is teaching. Is she, she doing book club, too? Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, book club and writing. Yeah, so that sh- that sounds like that's going to be pretty interesting. So yeah. I like it. But um, so uh, uh, let's see what else. Well, um, <laughs> that's right. Yesterday, my kids were watching um, Fetch. I know I've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. The PBS show Fetch, and I just had to share the hysterical quote from the show because I had to Facebook about it because I was literally laughing out loud <laughs> <laughs> listening to the show my I was just like on the couch doing something on my phone and I'm listening and I started cracking up because he had this this scene from by the way if you've never watched the show rough I know I've I mean fetch I know I've mentioned it before but I'll mention again for people who missed the last I think it was just last episode <laughs> fetch is available all five seasons on pbskidsgo.com so uh, he's not in the little spinny thing, you know, when you go there and it's got the little, Oh yeah. So I, I just Google PB, I, I think I just Google PBS fetch and I find the site, but anyway, it's, it's on PBS kids go, but, um, but it'll probably a little bit harder to find, but anyway, um, you can watch them uh, full, full episodes and that's what they were doing. And there was a scene where they were, they were doing this thing with spiders, uh, where they were half the kids um, well, two of the kids were doing this thing with this ar- ar- arachna. What do you call it? Arachnologist, I think it was called. Um, spider expert, scientist person, and they were talking about spider venom, and they were asking him what it, what is spider venom, and they said poison, and then Ruff says, <laughs> this cartoon. Ruff is the cartoon character, and it's like a game show for kids live action, and then they have this cartoon character, and Ruff says, not to be confused with the hairband from the eighties. Ask your parents. I'm sure there's an embarrassing T-shirt somewhere. <laughs> and I was like, I loved poison. <laughs> So Adam and I, of course, were like having to explain <laughs> poison was a band. And <laughs> it was so funny, though. And then li- just li- like five minutes later, he says uh, they had they had a thing where they were talking about how spiders, how they um, how they eat and stuff. And, and then uh, and they were they were going back and forth between the two kids with the spider expert person and this other this boy who was just completely uh, horrified that he had to be coached by a ballet coach. He was there teaching this little boy how to do ballet, and he was like, "I am not happy about this." <laughs> so they were going back and forth, and and Ruff was making comments about ballet and stuff. It was funny, not like obnoxious, but it was it was funny. <laughs> but so he was like, they said something about the the um. Uh, they were talking about the the spiders and eating, and he goes, "So they vomit up their food and drink it." Um, ballet! I want some ballet. Yeah, really. <laughs> I want to see some ballet. 
He's like, I don't want to see this anymore. Let's switch to the ballet guy. <laughs> this is hysterical. So, that it, you know, it's a good show if adults can crack up about exactly. it. Exactly. When I've watched it, I've always laughed. It's, it's a oh really my gosh. funny show. I seriously crack that one. That there's two shows that make me crack up. That one and Word Girl. Word Girl has those hysterical things. I'm a big fan of Phineas and Ferb myself. You know, I haven't watched that yet, but I've heard great things about it. So I have to go check that out one of these days. I actually had this really bizarre thought this morning while I was in the shower. I was like, you're Phineas and I'm Ferb. Oh, except, okay. Except I talk more. Because <laughs> Phineas is the one that's always coming up with the schemes and stuff, you know, oh, really? and, and just kind of dragging Ferb along. Oh, yeah, that's me, huh? Except Ferb doesn't talk and I talk a lot. So, yeah, yeah. But when Ferb does talk, it's very important and you should listen. Oh, funny. I highly recommend Phineas and Ferb. It's hilarious. I will definitely have to check that out. So that was my week. And we, we got quite a lot of feedback this week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we really, uh, a lot of feedback from last week's episode and just general feedback. Yeah. So, um, and last week, uh, we got actually, was it two or three responses? Yeah, two two responses to... Um, what we talked about in the beginning of last week's episode, how we were talking about how uh, we read the letter from the woman who ha- was recommending that we shorten our chat, and which is where we came up with this giving the time code thing so you can skip over the chat in the beginnings. But w- after we talked about that, we received two responses. I think one was on the site and one was one was on Facebook or something. And Jonathan, one of our favorite listeners. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> he said, I like the banter and tangents. I understand that everything will not always be for everyone, but it's how I got to trust the two of you and how I figure that you were regular humans. I think the time code is a good compromise, but please don't stop the chat. Well, thank you, Jonathan. We appreciate that yeah, a lot. I really do. And hopefully the time code things will be working out for the people who don't want to listen to the chit-chat. And we also got a message from Sarah. I'm so glad you aren't totally doing away with the chat sessions at the beginning of the episode. I, for one, totally enjoy them. It helps me feel like I'm sitting with friends, and I also think that those chats are where it really becomes apparent that homeschooling is a constant work in progress. I think I've mentioned before in one of these posts how much I enjoy that you share your real-life experiences with homeschooling, since it's so easy to get caught up in blog posts and photos where everyone else's homeschooling experiences look like everything always goes perfectly. I look forward to listening to your podcast every week and just wanted to say thank you again for keeping it real. Well, thank you, Sarah. And that's exactly what we said, too, when we started this podcast. Right. We want you to see the reality of homeschooling because we also see all of those blog posts where the kids Mm -hmm. are dressed all in white and they're painting (laughs) and they're all sitting nicely and no one has anything on their face. Right. And you're like, why isn't my family like that? Well, the reason is because that was a posed picture and I bet you 10 seconds later that place was chaos. Yeah. And uh, and. I, the one that drives me nuts is over and over and over and over again. Everywhere you see people talking about how much they love homeschooling, like nothing ever goes wrong. I mean, it's great. I love homeschooling too, but I don't know that I'd say I love homeschooling. Exactly, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah, it kind of gives this image like it's just this la 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 la. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, it gets kind of tiresome reading that over and over and over again. I want to hear about the frustrating moments, too. So we're sharing those with you. (laughs) Exactly. And I love that she says it helps me feel like I'm sitting with friends. Because remember the other day when I was at your house? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Tina oh, and I were, oh my god I forgot about that Tina and I were sitting and talking and two two other friends were there and oh, was it was it, it Shauna? Was Lisa and Shauna yeah Lisa and Shauna and and they mentioned the fact that it's it was like a live broadcast of our podcast it yeah just, yeah <laughs> it's like they were watching us do the podcast live because we were just sitting so there chit chatting back and forth no I think it was Lisa she's like or maybe it was Shauna I don't remember which one said it but they were like yeah it's like we're like I'm listening to your podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> oh, crack me up. That was pretty hilarious. Oh, no. My goodness. That's so funny. Uh, and we also got a couple of really nice reviews on iTunes this week. Um, we love those. Lindy posted before, I think, didn't she? It's mostly the so. same Lindy. We've, we, we hear from Lindy a lot. Hi, Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> we love Lindy. Um, <laughs> she said, love the podcast. It is really nice to know what is out for our kids and what places we look for to take them on field trips. Oh, so she must be referring to our field trips episode, she which was last episode, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it was. Awesome. And I'll let you tackle this woman's name. Okay. I, I apologize in advance if I butcher your name. My, I, I'm going to try really hard. Um, Chino, oh, Chino Yerma? No. Something like that. Chinon Yerma? Yerim? I'm sure Yerim. she gets it massacred. Yerim. Yeah, Yerim? Like yeah, I'm so sorry. So if that's you... I'm yeah. Now. Um, yes. <laughs> I have recommended this podcast to all my friends, even those who do not homeschool. The ladies are a wealth of information and resources, and I just love the conversational style of the podcast. Tina and Becky do a great job, and I enjoy catching up. I am enjoying catching up on all of the podcasts I've missed and keeping up with the podcast from here on out. Thank you. Thank you very That's much. So sweet. Yes. And she actually also posted on. Facebook. That's right. That's what you were talking about before when we were. I have them yes. right here side by side and I didn't even realize it was the same name. It's the same name. <laughs> it's not likely that there's more than one. <laughs> At least not on not on our Facebook pages. Exactly. <laughs> not for our podcast. Um, okay, so then she also posted on Facebook and said, Loving the podcast and sharing with all my friends such excellent resources. One suggestion that would be so helpful to me. Bookmarks times when you start talking about a different subject. I listen between my computer and my iPod so it would help me keep track of where I am. Thanks for the awesome podcast. I really appreciate all the information you are sharing. That's a really good suggestion and we're going to have to talk about how we can make something like that work. I know on another podcast I listen to, he puts music in between each topic so you can fast forward to your music. I'm not sure if that's something I want to do because that would be a lot more editing. A lot more editing. <laughs> but, um, but Becky and I will put our heads together and see if we can think of something that might help with that. So our next one is from Rhonda. It says, I love to listen at work. You two just make me smile. Looking forward to next week's show. Homeschool starts for us on Monday, so I have gleaned many good ideas from your podcast. Thank well, that's you, fantastic. Rhonda. Thank you. Yes. Always nice to hear. <laughs> and we have a comment on our website. Oh, from Lindy. Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> we did some repeats here, but they had extra info that was interesting to read. So we're yes. going to read it and read this too, because she put some specifics in here that I thought you guys might like to hear. Uh, she said, love the show this week. And I, I looked it up. It was number 12. Um, so this was, uh, this was actually an older comment. I think that somehow I missed. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, it was love the show this week, which is number 12, um, especially at the end when you both start laughing. Um, and that's the one where, <laughs> where, where the 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 um, bloopers at the end were where I was cracking up because the the ending was much longer for you. Yeah, the the part where I read the URLs out had yeah. like doubled in size. It went from Facebook and Twitter to Facebook, Twitter, 
uh, Pinterest and <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. And I was cracking up because it was so much longer. <laughs> so anyway, um, I just wanted to thank both of you for sharing the books on audio with us. I was wondering the same thing. My son doesn't like to read much but loves to listen to storybooks on the computer. We we have used CDs like Arthur, and I would like to get Reader Rabbit maybe sometime in the next couple of months. I would love it if you could make a short list or talk about books that would be easy for a first grader and that and that they would like to read. I know I have a hard time finding books that both my kids would like and that would eat, would would I think she means would be would be easy for them to start reading. Lately, my little girl has been worried that her reading skills may not be where they should be and is scared to read new books because she's afraid she won't be able to read them. I'd like to know, were your kids scared when it came to learning new books? And uh, mine were not. Were yours? No. Well, maybe a little. Um, but I, I don't think it was an issue. I think we got over it pretty quickly. By, yeah. Uh, we would just... She was um, nervous about her reader book because it had so many stories in it and it was so big. Oh, yeah. And so um, I would allay her feel, fears by marking out with a post-it note exactly how long it was and then sitting down and getting started with her. Uh-huh. So that, you know, I, I would read the first page and then she'd read the second page or something like that. Right. To go back and forth so that, you know, it would help with her. So she doesn't have to, she knows she doesn't have to do it on her own. Right. Or didn't have to do it on her own, I guess. Yeah, with Tieran, now Tieran is still just learning to read, and he actually is, he actually is doing really well, but he's a second grader this year, and wow. um, and he's doing really well, and um, what I've done with him, and I think I did the same thing with Maven, is sometimes I would say, like, like I wanted him to read something aloud to me, but um, sometimes I'd say, why don't you go sit down and look through it first, so you kind of get familiar with it first, and then... Um, and then read it to me. And then I sit with him so I can be right there to help him mm-hmm. if he gets stuck on any words. Um, but today he told me that, can, he said, can I read this to myself? <laughs> and I was like, of course. And he's like, good, because I don't, I don't want to, I don't like reading aloud. I'm shy. Aww. <laughs> like, when did that happen? <laughs> That's a new thing. But uh, uh, yeah, so I'm not sure. Maybe there is some nervousness in there for him. I, I, he hasn't verbalized it to me yet. So it's something I will definitely have to keep my eye open for. But mm-hmm. as far as lists, I think that's a really good idea because um, the one thing that I've noticed, you probably have noticed this too, because I know that you, you had, you probably went through this with Danielle as well. And I've done it with both. Um, when you go to the, like the library or bookstore or whatever, and you go to try to find books for your early reader, the levels mean nothing. Yes. <laughs> they seriously mean nothing. And I went and talked to the librarian about it at one point. Actually, I talked to the librarian at Eleanor Roosevelt and the librarian at the, at the public library, I believe. And they both told me the same thing. Um, you just got to open up the books and look at them to see. Because level ones on some publishers, they've got like five or six sentences on a page, which is way, way too, too much many. for an early reader mm-hmm. but yet you know some of them it's like one or two words and that's too little you know so i've found some just through trial and error i have to sit down on the floor in front of the shelves and just start opening them up and looking through them find mm-hmm. something that looks like um content that would interest him and then you know not about ballet or something <laughs> like right, he's not right. interested in and um and and just look at it to see if it's something that i think he could handle and actually, there are some picture books that are not designed to be early readers, but are actually pretty good for that, too. So uh, that's actually a good idea, because we're going through that right now, that maybe I should start start a list. 
I do have a list on my website, homeschoolrealm.com, of b- books that are good to read aloud to this age. I actually was last year when I was asking a bunch of friends on and people online for um, recommendations for read aloud books for Tyrion because he's not interested in the same kind of books that Maven is. Right. So um, I was looking, you know, six. It was six year old boy last year, and um, so I have a page on homeschoolrealm.com that's about read alouds and it's got a whole list of of recommended read alouds for six year olds, but that six year old boys, um, but that won't help you with the reading. So I have to <laughs> I have to start a new page of books that they can read. Um, I definitely recommend all of the Bob books to start off because that's something that's super, super easy for the very, very, very early readers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get boring pretty quickly. <laughs> so, <laughs> for the, for once they get past that, you know, one and two word <laughs> sentences. But um, yeah, so that's something we'll have to, we'll have to see. And maybe um, as you're exploring that with Jack too, maybe you can add to the list. Definitely. Yeah, maybe we'll put it on Savvy Homeschool Moms even. That would Excellent. probably be a good idea actually. Yes, Awesome. Okay, and um, we got a question on Facebook from Katie. I was wondering if you had any suggestions about foreign language curriculum. I'd like to start it early. My daughter is preschool age, but I'm not fluent in a second language. Unfortunately, in my little town in East Tennessee, foreign language for kids isn't offered. I thought of seeing if I could find a tutor through our local college, but wanted to see if there was a less expensive alternative. Thanks. So, Katie... um, Tina and I, um, neither one of us have really gone in depth with foreign language with our children. Um, my children specifically, I've been teaching them ASL, American Sign Language. Um, but there are some resources out there for um, learning foreign language. And one of the places, and I would say the first place that you want to look for, look at it, is your local library. Our library um, ha- used to have available Rosetta Stone. The entire program of Rosetta Stone was available online through our local library. And they don't have that anymore, but they do have Mango languages now. And so check your local library's website. Most likely it's going to be on their online resources, not in the card catalog. Um, Or talk to your local librarian and see if they have any programs like that available because they're offered free um, with your library card uh, through a lot of libraries. Right. Right, and um, and both of those programs I've heard all over the web are very, very highly recommended. I've heard fabulous things about Rosetta Stone, which I actually have a copy of and I've never used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never dragged that out this year. When I just and downloaded the Mango Languages app to my phone because I want to play with it. Yeah, now, see, I didn't even know that you could do that, so I'm really glad that you told me that because I'm going to go check that out too because I've been wanting my kids to learn Spanish, and they actually... Um, go back and forth between wanting to learn it too because we hear it a lot in California you mm-hmm. hear it constantly um, even our neighbors even from our neighbors so it, it would just be really cool it would be a very handy language to learn so I've often thought that would be good to do so I actually picked up a copy from a yard sale of Muzzy um, which is another um, uh, program that I've heard fabulous things about and we watched the video but we didn't really get into it um, so I'll have to dig that out again but so I really couldn't tell you a whole lot about that program except that I hear it recommended all over the web you've heard that one too yeah. haven't you yeah. yeah that one they have all kinds of languages from Muzzy as well um, and then another idea that I have heard um, some of my friends I have some friends who are really to them it's really important that their kids learn a second language um, it hasn't been like on the top of my priority list. Me so. either. Yeah. And I feel like it should, but at the same time, I'm like, it's just, I've got enough things on my list, you know? So, um, but anyway, they, I have friends that it's really important to. So they, um, have done things like play dates with families that have kids that speak another language. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's a kid, well, it could, it, it's kind of hard for little kids, I guess, um, 
to tell them to only speak in one language. But if you if they're old enough to understand, don't speak English to them during this time. Just speak Spanish or whatever the language is. Um, you can do that, or you can um, pick a family that doesn't. I mean, if you can find a family where they don't even speak English, then they can practice their English, and you can practice your whatever the language is. Exactly. Um, and then they're doing it through play. It's not instructional. Um, and then some of my other friends have also found um, a local adult that's fluent in the language, usually a native speaker of the language. And um, they just like set up a time once a, once or twice a week. I think I think my friend Jennifer is, I think Thea goes over to her tutor's house like twice a week, I believe. And she's learning French, I believe. <laughs> and um, I, I'm not positive what all she does there, but I know I've heard things like they do cooking and like they, they plan just different activities that are not, it's not like sitting down and teaching them the language it's it's again it's conversational so where it's an adult but you're doing activities like maybe they're teaching you how to cook maybe it's even cooking for that from that country that that's would what i was thinking that'd be fantastic yeah like a cooking and they're doing it all in that language so that they're getting immersed in that language and they're only speaking that language while while the child is there and it's you know in small doses so it's not totally overwhelming so that seems to work for some people um also watching uh, foreign language channels um, around here, we have um, PBS. We actually have several stations that yeah, are in Spanish, a, but specifically, yeah. we have a PBS station that's in Spanish. And um, so, you can watch if you're um, wanting to learn Spanish. You can watch television in Spanish, um, and you can even uh, like if you're watching um, a DVD, uh-huh. you can change the language that the DVD is speaking to the foreign language you're working on, and even put the subtitles in English. Right, right. Or as Tina, I like to watch <laughs> Bollywood movies. Uh, yeah. I, I just found out that the Mango Language Program that I downloaded has Hindi. So I'm kind of thinking okay. I want to try that out. And yeah. so then I can practice by watching Bollywood movies. I know. It's going to be so much fun. And I will report back as soon as yeah. I um, have played with it for a little while to let you guys know how it's going. Um, but I'm excited about it. It would be interesting <laughs> to find out how many things they mistranslated because that always happens. Oh, they mistranslate a lot. I can already tell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when Maven was little, I was telling um, Becky earlier, when Maven was little, like preschool age, they used to, our local PBS station, I think this is before they had Veme. Now they have Veme, which is the Spanish channel for PBS Spanish channel. It's all Spanish um, programming. And there's some different shows on there, but there's also some, like, um, the same shows also just in Spanish. Um but uh, they used to have Clifford. I think they had other shows too. But I remember specifically Clifford that it would come on twice a day. One time it was in Spanish and one time it was in English. And she would watch the Spanish one. She'd watch both of them. She was so obsessed with it. But she would watch the Spanish one and she didn't even care that it was in Spanish. I talked to her about it and she's like, I don't care. <laughs> she was like four, you know, three or four or something. And she she was just fascinated with it. She'd just sit there and watch it. And, you know, she may not necessarily be picking up the words, but she's getting comfortable with hearing the language, which I think is also so important that's that is important to be yeah. around it right. yeah and then we were talking also that i know there's there's a lot of shows like caillou that that actually i think it's originally done in french i know it's done in english as well but it's um it's a canadian show and it's actually they do it in french as well um not just a translation of it it's actually a show made originally in french-speaking canada i wonder so. if it's less annoying in french <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's other shows like like Sesame Street. Have you oh, ever yes. watched Sesame Street in Spanish? It's a completely different show. It's well, they have they have individual Sesame Streets for 
all the different for different countries. Like, I know it's fascinating. Yeah, every country has its own. Well, not every country, but all the countries that have Sesame Street right. have like their own version of Sesame. They Street. do. I know. I think it's so cool. I watched a special about that once. Have you ever seen that special where they talk about why they do that? No, I haven't. But that would be fascinating. I don't remember. It must have been on PBS at some point. But um, yeah, there was a show that I remember watching where they were explaining it and they were talking about some of the difficulties that they had in some of the languages. I think there were some of the Arabic countries or something that some of the problems that they had with some. I can't remember what it was. There were some. I don't remember what countries it was. There was some country where there was some co- controversial thing about it, and they had to figure out a way around it. And it's just fascinating. And mm-hmm. they and the the thing is that they really wanted it. They didn't want to just take because Sesame Street is an American culture thing. Yes, it's definitely American. Um, so they didn't want to just take this American show and plop it into Japan or plop it into India or whatever. They wanted it because the kids are not going to be able to bond with that. You know, the characters, and they're not going to be able to, you know, be, it's not going to mean as much to them. So they wanted right. to actually change it, not just change the language, but change the actual character. So they have like this massive parrot that's the replacement for Big Bird in the mm-hmm. Sesame, in the Spanish Sesame Street Plaza Sesamo. I remember mm-hmm. it used to come on all the time when Mamo was little before they had the new Spanish PBS channel. Yeah, yeah. have you ever seen that one? Uh, I haven't, but I, I've watched little pictures? clips of it oh, from yeah. different big from green other bird. <laughs> He's oh, this funny. big green parrot. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't remember their names. It's been so long. But yeah, and then they still have little things like they'll have Bert and Ernie. And they're still, I mean, it's just the same. They just they just translate it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very cool. And all the human characters, of course, are all different. Right. Yeah. But they did, tra- I think they also translated some of the little kid clips, you know, like where they had the little boy counting with Cookie oh. Monster or whatever. It does make, that makes sense though. So, yeah. so finding Sesame Street in the language that you're looking at studying yeah, that would be an, an really. In fact, we, we should dig around and see if we can find that anywhere online, like someplace that where you can watch them from different countries. That would be really neat. Excellent, good idea. Yeah. Okay, and now we're going to take a brief pause while we hear from our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVY for free shipping on your next order. And the next sponsor is actually my brother, and I'm actually just going to uh, read to you about his um, program today i'll record it for another date but um he actually has this really cool program that he does that i highly recommend everybody go check out because he's uh he's traveling all over the world and and well i'll read the blurb so you can hear what it's about (laughs) (laughs) uh do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent postcards from youth needs youth photographers to participate in the conversation by contributing their images and words. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. So make sure you go check that out because my brother is way cool and it's a neat project. Thanks, Tim. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, and now we're going to have a segment we're calling Quick Tips and Tricks. These are small things that we just wanted to share with you really quickly and um, to make your homeschooling day a little bit better. Right. So the first one is something I actually stumbled across this week. Um, 
which I had actually heard about, and I think we did we mention this on the show before, like that we had heard of something. Yeah, I think, I think we, we mentioned, mentioned that we'd heard it, of something, but we didn't really know anything about it at the time. Well, inci- uh, coincidentally, a friend of mine on Facebook who um, was messaging me for something else. I think I don't even remember why, but anyway, we got to talking, and turns out she actually is her kids are are enrolled in this program it's a um california charter school for homeschoolers and they actually give them well they they don't they don't give them the money they actually fund their um they'll pay for the um all of their curriculum and their classes so what what happens for her school i don't i don't know what it is for each school because there's actually a bunch of different schools in california and unfortunately we don't have one in fresno county um although i would probably wouldn't go anyway because i still like eleanor roosevelt Mm -hmm. (laughs) um this school is um give her school i think she said that she got like 850 dollars per student which i think is what the schools actually no i think the schools get more than that assumably the schools would get more than that yeah, but anyway, for homeschoolers, I guess she gets, she doesn't get the, they don't give her the cash, but um, the, the, um, so the way that she told me that it worked is that she went and she goes and makes a list of everything that she wants, and there's approved vendors, so like she goes to Rainbow Resources, which has everything, um, and she makes a list from mostly Rainbow Resources, and you know, if there's something from another vendor that they don't have, you know, you have to check with your coordinator to find out if they're approved or not. But it has to be an approved vendor because they pay through purchase orders. So, um, and then they give the list to their their coordinator, and I think they have a different name for it, but it's the same job basically as mm-hmm. what our coordinators to do. Um, and then they go and they um, order it for them, and the school orders it for everything that they want, so they handpick it. The, the family handpicks it and the school buys it and sends it to them. And then whatever money they have left over, they can use at approved vendors such as like music classes and gymnastics classes and, you know, m- just you name it. There's She sent me a link and I, I'll put it in the show notes. She sent me a link to an example so I could see what it looked like. She, um, her school is called Sky Mountain. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put a lo- link in the note to the page that lists all the charters in California because there's one, two, three, there's four. So it's not a lot, but um, it covers, but it covers a, a lot of counties. A lot of counties, just not Fresno. <laughs> not Fresno. But if you're in California and if this is something that might interest you, um, you can look on the list and, and find out more. Find the school that might be covering your um, county and check it out. And um, so she gave me this list of the vendors and it's huge like all of the air, mm-hmm. the classes that she could do all of the pl- you know dance studios and um music studios and all that kind of stuff art places and cooking and you name it it's on the list it's an enormous list of places that she could sign her kids up for classes and the, and you know they they calculate it all out it has to fit within your budget but they pay for it they pay for it with a with a purchase order now the difference and i was asking her about this to find out what's the difference between this and the kind of charter school that we have where we don't get we don't get given the money we don't get to hand pick everything like that um well we can if we want to pay for it ourselves but right (laughs) but um they don't have they don't have a campus and they don't have classes and yeah. they only have like two activities a year, I think, where they all get together. And I think she said most of the activities, like they do have like park days and stuff, but that's pretty much organized by the families. So, um, so, so what you're missing from that program, you may get the the money. You get a lot, which to those of us who've never been handed money to educate our kids, that's a lot of money. Eight hundred fifty dollars per kid. Can you imagine what you could do with that? That would be amazing. <laughs> you know? 
But the difference is that our school gets paid that money for us, and they spend it on the stuff that goes into the library that everybody uses. Right. And they spend it on the educators that teach our classes instead of us going to another school, uh, or I mean to a program individually. So our school, Eleanor Roosevelt, does everything as a group. And so we get the whole community out of it, whereas you don't really get so much community out of these kind of schools. But if you're in an area that doesn't have a school like that, or maybe that doesn't matter so much to you, maybe you have community elsewhere. Maybe you already have a local homeschool group where you get all that community and socializing that you want for your kids. That might work for you. So Exactly. Yeah, it sounded pretty cool. We had heard about that years ago, and I always wondered about that. And I had heard about the Sky, I think Sky Mountain no, I know what it was. It was the other school. Uh, the Connecting Waters was the one that I had heard about. Um, and then when my friend told me about this, and I looked on the list, and I saw Connecting Waters. Oh, it's the same program. Yep. So there's this place, IEM, and I'll put the n- link in the notes, um, where you, that's the business that runs all these charters in California. So, And it looks like it's in Spanish, too. It says en Espanol on this page. So Ooh. that's interesting. So anyway... That, I thought, was pretty interesting. That is pretty interesting. Yeah. I have a website to share with you. It's called Enchanted Learning. And um, you it is a membership site, but the membership is only like $20 a year. And um, and sh- between you and I, I know a few people that share memberships. So, <laughs> sh- don't tell anybody. <laughs> what I like about um, Enchanted Learning is if I need... Um, a single page on labeling the parts of a butterfly. I can go to Enchanted Learning and it will be there. Um, when we made the flags of, uh, when we uh, colored the flags for the Olympics, oh, uh-huh. I got that book from Enchanted Learning. Enchanted Learning has from a tons and tons and tons of different categories, um, coloring pages, uh, labeling pages, so you can label the parts of things. Um, and then also small, to- uh, short printable books on mm-hmm. all sorts of different topics. Um, I'm, the one I'm looking at right here is all about firefighters. Um, also, they have um, printable dictionaries, French or English to French, French to English, Spanish to English, German to English, back and forth, um, that you can print off. Now, the, the age level for this, it's kind of pushing it with Danielle. Danielle is probably a little too old for most of the stuff on here, but it's mm-hmm. perfect for Jack, um, first grade, second grade, third grade, right around oh, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And um, it covers a variety of topics, and um, the graphics and illustrations are, are very well done. Um, it's not going to be, you know, like awful pencil drawing stuff that, that you know, somebody just drew up. It's all right. very nicely done. And um, it's really good if you have a kid that's wiggly and needs to be moving <laughs> while you're reading to them. Because you can find a coloring page about the topic that you're talking about. And they can be coloring, right. getting their wiggles out while you're talking. Right. Um, so there you go. And Encha- yeah. I'd like to recommend EnchantedLearning.com. And yeah, like I said... And free sample pages too they do have free sample pages i was going to mention that next that, oh, that um, <laughs> if you'd like no it's okay if you'd like to go and check it out um before you become a member they have a whole page of sample things that you can print off and take a look at and see what you know if it's going to work for you and what i really like is it's got the life cycle of the butterfly is one of the yeah and i've used i've actually used that exact life cycle of butterfly for both kids yeah um because in the ladybug life cycle too i've used that one there's actually a lot that you can... I'm clicking through here. I'm seeing a whole heck of a lot that I can click on and I can see. Does it show a, a um, have-to-be-a-member page? 
if you come to something or is it just like you can't print it if you can't if you're not a um, member now i believe they've changed it because it used to be you could pretty much see you can pretty much do everything without being a member except that okay so like you wanted to print off a book mm-hmm. i can open it up and i have a pdf that's got all of the pages together mm-hmm. and i just have to print one file but a non-member would have to print each page individually by opening oh. each page individually uh-huh. but it seems like they have changed that and it's got it has to have changed within just the last 6 weeks or so because hmm. <laughs> um it seems like i was just here a little while ago and i didn't see this this tab that says free sample pages so oh. I don't, and as and since i'm already a member i don't know how to go look to see if non I, I don't know how to even log out of this thing i mean yeah well actually now that i'm looking at it it's looking like uh, i thought i'd be able to print it's just an image it's like a small image now that i'm looking at it it looks like there's no print link anywhere so that's probably what what you have to join to be able to get to the get the print link. yeah cuz the print link is pretty obvious in most of yeah. them no there's no print link on here so that's probably what it cuz i was thinking well i can see a whole heck of a lot without <laughs> buying anything but no i guess i just can't print it so. so I had a membership to Enchanted Learning from the time Danielle was in kindergarten until she finished third grade. And then I let it lapse because I wasn't using it as much. And then I went ahead and renewed it again this past year because mm-hmm. I was using it with Jack more. And so now I'll probably keep my membership for another couple of years and use it while Jack is that prime age. And then mm-hmm. I'll just let it go again. It doesn't look like it's that expensive either, huh? It's not. It's only $20 a year. That's nice. That's, that's not bad at all. Yeah. For all of the principles you can get off of there, it's definitely not that bad. Cool. Awesome. And next, I'm going to share a very cool app that I have been meaning for many episodes to mention, and I keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, a, If you have an iPhone, there's a really cool iPhone app called Library Books. And let me see what the developer... This seems like such a generic name, but I think it's the only one with that name, by Harold Chu. Um, and I'll put a link in the notes. And it's actually... Um, I actually got this originally because there was this really cool program that Becky and I used to use called RenewBot that actually went under. They closed the business. I was so sad. It used to renew your books. And uh, if anybody knows of anything that does that now, I'd love to hear about it because this app is wonderful, but that's the one thing it doesn't do is it does not link to you. Well, it links to your online library account, but it cannot renew the books for you. And the one that we had before, it automatically renewed, so then I wouldn't get late fees because it would automatically renew if it got close to the deadline. So. Oh, so fantastic. And if <sighs> anybody knows anything out there like LibraryBot where it automatically renews your books, please let us yeah. know because Tina and I both I need loved that. that program. Yeah, it's called RenewBot. But anyway, the one I'm going to tell you about now, though, is uh, good... Well, it's not a perfect substitution, like I said, because it doesn't renew. But it's a pretty good substitution for it because it's an, it's um, what it does is it it does send you a um, push notification on your iPhone when your books are are due. And um, unfortunately for me, I often don't notice it. So, <laughs> but the one thing I really really love about it is that I can plug in all three of our accounts. So I, we have you know my son, my daughter, and I all three have separate accounts. So we oftentimes we could be maxed out for all three accounts there have been times Same when here. we've each had like 70 something books out you know because you can get i think you can get like 25 25 books per books library per person yes. so like 75 books total i meant total yeah um so yeah there were times when we had that many things out and um in your iphone you can just scroll through it takes a second it's a little bit slow to load initially but once it does it um you can scroll through all three accounts in one scroll like it's all in a row Mm-hmm. Which is really handy because then it just says, says their name as you're getting to the next list. So, 
Um, so I can really quickly see what other, like I, if I was going to do it on the library's website, I'd have to log off and log on to each one of our accounts, which can be a real pain. Yes. <laughs> Especially since I don't have any of them memorized. Exactly. I have to go look up the stupid number because it's like 10 numbers long. Yeah. You know? And my computer only remembers one of them. Uh, my computer will remember it, but occasionally I purge the cookies or whatever, and I have to go back and go get my card again because it doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. Such a pain. But um, So I like that because when I'm getting ready to go to the library, I can log on to this um, app and it um, and it'll show you it colors anything that's late it colors the it, it shows the date on the left and then it shows a cover art if there's cover art on the website and then the title and the author and over the date if it's overdue it's the color around the block around the date is red so you, and it's at the top of the thing so you scroll down and then you'll be orange if it's due the next day so like right now I just happened to look at it earlier <laughs> and I've got like a ton that are due <laughs> that are overdue unfortunately um, that are in red and then I have a bunch that are in orange so obviously I need to go to the library tomorrow <laughs> um, but I can see Tina's library account and then I keep scrolling and now oh, now I'm into Maven's library account and then Tieran doesn't have anything because he's got overdue fees that I don't have money for right now <laughs> so yeah. I haven't been using it but um so it's really cool because at a glance I can say I can just take my phone as I'm walking around the house I don't have to go run back to the f- computer and oh, what was the title I'm looking for like trying to find all the books looking under beds and couches and trying to figure out which one's missing you know Oh I hate that. Um, yeah, I can just bring my phone with me and walk around the house picking up the books that are due and throwing them in the bag and um because despite the fact that I have a, sec- a central section in our house for library books, they don't stay there. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, really like that. And not only that, it it has a history, which I don't think our website does. I don't think the library website no, has a history, it does it? Mm-mm. That is really handy. It has a history. So you can go back and see the books that you had checked out. Like, you know, you may forget whatever that favorite book, picture book was that your kid liked, you know, six months ago. You can go back. Well, I don't know how far back it goes. Well, it goes back to October here, it says. So that's quite a while. That is. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, I think it goes to October. It shows October. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it has a big old long history. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a date at the top. Yeah. It goes back to October 2011. Um, so it has a history. And the other really cool thing is it has a holds tab. So you can go in here. And it took me a little while to figure this out because it shows all the books that you've ordered. Through. Mm-hmm. Now, this is assuming that your library system has all this technology. I don't know if everywhere in the country has libraries with the technology that our library has. But for our library, you can do all this online. And so it's, it shows it all in the app. And it'll show the, um, the what number you are in the list. So, like, I have two things that are, I'm, um, on, I'm number one on the list. And it's white behind it because it hasn't come in yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm number 19 for this new... Um, What's the guy who plays on Glee, the kid from Chris Clovis? Hofer. He wrote a book, and it sounds really, really good. Have you heard it about does, that? It does, doesn't it? It sounds like such a good book. Land of Stories, it's called. And so I went and I got myself on the list, and I'm number 19 in that list, so <laughs> who knows when <laughs> I'll see it. But um, So it's cool because you can see where you are in the list, and then when it comes in, it colors it. I can't remember what color it is. I think it's green when it's in. So you'll get a notice from your library, but then you can go in here and check which ones are in. So it's so cool. Yeah, I think it's really, really cool. Um, I haven't really played around. I don't think there's any more. Oh, there is an overdue warning. You can set it to to go off however many days before. There's an app badge. There's overdue notifications, so it'll pop up on your screen. 
Um, you can choose to have book covers or not because it's quicker if you don't have the book covers. But I, I'm so visual, I have to have the book covers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, uh, and you can sync it. Oh, I didn't know that actually. You can sync it on start because usually I have to click the little arrow to make it sync. Well, now it's on. That'll sync when I open it now. <laughs> so yeah, it's a very cool app. I highly recommend it. So it's called Library Books by Harold Chu, and I'll put the link in the notes. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so the next site I'd like to talk to you guys about is a really great little website called thekidsshouldseethis.com. Um, the Kids Should See This is a, is a site. It's a, actually a Tumblr, which if, you know, if you're young and hip, you know about Tumblr, <laughs> uh, which is like a microblogging site. Uh-huh. And um, I love it because they post YouTube videos. And that's pretty much all they post. Well, no, some of them are for Vimo, but mostly they would just post videos but it's videos of really really awesome stuff in science nature music art technology anything like that that are kid friendly neat so keep that in mind you don't have to worry about you know they're seeing something that they're not supposed to like the first video on here right now is a video of a ribbon eel swimming through the water and it's just fascinating to watch it and then the next one down is um, an autistic man um, drawing the skyline of manhattan from memory And it's like a time-lapse video of him drawing this huge picture of the Manhattan skyline. Um, It took him three days to do it. Wow. And so they have like a time-lapse video of it. So this is kind of a neat thing. Um, There's two ways I would say you could use this site. One is if you're looking for something specific, you can here to see if they have something like that. But even better than that, when you've got those down times when you're helping one kid, you know, and you've got the other kids sitting there twiddling their thumbs and getting ready right. to, you know, bust out in some major anarchy. <laughs> Hand them the computer and right. you say, here, watch this video. And you, you open one of these because you know it's going to be okay for them to watch. And you know it's going to be something interesting or educational. And so that will absorb their attention for a few minutes while you work with the other one. So anarchy gets, you know, shunted off to someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, definitely would recommend the kids should see this. And plus, I have to say, as an adult, uh, a lot of these videos are even really interesting to me. It's like yeah, stuff that I like. There's one video of a hermit crab that is the size of a dude's hand. Whoa. It's huge. And they're thinking it's about 20 to 25 years old. Wow. And its name is Godzilla. <laughs> so, I mean, I find that kind of stuff fascinating. Oh, yeah. this, oh this Japanese artist who makes, who makes installations of art. On the floor in salt. Oh. Like, have you ever seen, like, Native American sand? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so imagine that, except it's salt. So instead of having differentiations of color, he makes space in the salt to make his designs. Like, it's it's fantastic. So check it out. Thekidsshouldseethis.com. That sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) And next, I have another iPhone app I wanted to share today. I know I've mentioned before that my daughter is really into doing stop-motion animation. And um, I found this really cool app called... I think I may have mentioned it before, but anyway, I'm going to say it again. (laughs) Um, It's called iMotion HD. And um, it's a really handy little app. I've actually used it myself. I think I mentioned before that I had made a stop-motion of myself. Cleaning up on my room, yeah, uh, on awesome. the school room, yeah. And I haven't, um, I never published it because I was gonna, I was gonna do stop motion for the second half of cleaning it and reorganizing it. And I didn't think to do it today. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> so I cleaned up the whole room without it. But maybe I'll just publish the first half. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's um, trying to find it in here. Here it is. Um, so it's really cool. The reason I actually picked this one, I we try. There's a bunch of stop motion apps. 
um, iPhone apps out there. Um, but not all of them will allow you to export the movies. Um, I did find another one that was actually kind of cute, but it didn't let me export it. So what's the use? If you can't like up- upload it to YouTube or whatever, you can only watch it on your phone. It kind of is a moot point. So I finally found this one, and it did cost... You had to get, there's a free version of it, but it seems like I remember, I'm looking on the pa- webpage and I, I'm not finding the info. Um, oh, I think, you, yeah, in order to get the full version, I mean, in order to be able to export it, you have to get the full version, which I believe was $1.99. I also forgot to mention that the other app, the library one, it was $2.99. So it did cost some money, but I think it was definitely worth it. Um, but anyway, to get iMotion, the full version, which you're you're going to need in order to be able to export it, and it allows you to... to upload directly to you can upload to their they have an iMotion gallery or you can choose to um, upload it to YouTube Um, and uh, it's really cool because um, if you can find a little like an uh, um, what do you call it tripod that's what I'm looking for Mm -hmm. (laughs) very not working Um, if you can get a little tripod which you kind of need to be able to do stop motion and I don't think they cost a whole lot I think it's just I think I got one on amazon.com for like three bucks yeah you can even get a little cheap one but um, you know the one that we have is probably not cheap it was a gift to my husband so I'm guessing it probably was a little bit more than two dollars three (laughs) dollars but it it can't be a whole lot because they don't spend that much money on each other at work (laughs) but um, but anyway it's a it's a nice little little iPod, and you just set it up on an iPod, uh, iPod tripod, <laughs> and you just set it up on the tripod, and you push um, start. If I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember what buttons you push in here. New movie, here it is, and you just push start. Oh, and then you, it gives you options, so you can choose like um, how how many seconds between shots so it'll start like you can set it from one seconds all the way up to one day so -hmm. if you want to do like you know watching clouds or the sun going down or like leaves falling off a tree in the fall or whatever you know maybe you could set it up inside shooting out a window at a a tree or something you know Mm -hmm. um in the fall you can set it up all the way up to it'll take one picture per day um and of course the trick is not to bump it or move it but um, but what we do is, is we've done, like my kids have done all kinds of things with Lego people, <laughs> which is really fun. And they've gotten really creative. I'm going to have to upload some of them to our website because, um, they're on my YouTube channel. You can, you can find my YouTube channel on, um, the link is on my about page on SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can find some of the older ones that my kids have done in the past. And <laughs> they're just really cute. Maven did one with clay and, uh, um, and a Lego person, and um, like the clay monster, like swallowed him. <laughs> you know, it was like <laughs> really cool. And she did one where she was. Um, she just comes up with these ideas herself. She did one where she um, was drawing a picture, and so she like had it take a picture. Actually, I think she manually took those pictures, and um, because she wanted to draw to a certain point, she put set a timer so she would go to a certain point, and then she would stop and take the picture. That way, her hands were out of the shot um although i think she may have messed up once or twice on that but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really cute because you see this picture just kind of magically appearing you know right and she likes to also take her animals and like f- like she has a little toy pegasus and flying it around the house and stuff <laughs> it's really cute <laughs> the the trick here is that um and i'm and i have not actually gotten 
down and sat down and talked to her about the logistics of the whole thing so I'm hoping she'll figure it out and she kind of has figured it out on her own is that you have to take a lot of pictures for it to really look good because sometimes she'll do you know 50 pictures and it's like and it's gone right <laughs> you have to take a lot of pictures for you to be actually really be able to see the stuff that you're trying to do so but that's all the learning process I mean they can learn that just from doing it so exactly. that's fascinating it's a really really good um, app and I'm sure there's other apps out there that are good but this is one that I recommend iMotion HD by Finger Lab and it's a very very good app fantastic well the next one I want to talk to you about is called Teachers Pay Teachers as you can see I'm talking a lot about places that have printables <laughs> um, and the reason I like Teachers Pay Teachers well there's two reasons one there is a ton a ton a ton of awesome stuff on this website um, one of the things that I find most useful on it is there's a lot of um, printables that you can get for organizational purposes. Um, printables that teachers, gorgeous color with graphics, printable um, things to label things and things to um, write up things like library, uh, like a book report forms and, oh. and things like that. Wow. So Teachers Pay Teachers is a really good website for organizational tools for forms that you might need. And it also has, of course, lesson plans and worksheets and that kind of thing. But I really enjoy it more for the, um, the organizational tools and the forms that they offer. And yeah. the nice thing is that um, if you are a person who creates those kinds of things, you can sell through Teachers Pay Teachers. Oh, It's like Etsy for, for printables. Basically, oh, neat. tons and tons of awesome um, people on here selling all sorts of awesome things. But in addition to that, there's a whole section of free items, and and there's a there's always an updated count of how many free items there are. Today, there are forty thousand seven hundred and five free items available on Teachers Pay Teachers. Wow! And then there's a whole other button that's everything that's five dollars or less, and then there's another button on there that tells you what's new this week. And um, usually, the things that are new for that week are on sale. Wow. And you can break it down by grade level. You can break it down by subject. You can break it down even by type. Are you looking for lesson plans? Are you looking for an exam? Are you looking for um, a bulletin board activity? So they, like, there's, if you're one of those kind of teachers that have, like, the bulletin boards up and stuff, mm -hmm. like, they have whole um, files of just stuff for your bulletin board. Um, wow. Graphics and, and things like that for your bulletin board. There's just a ton of fantastic things here. And you're supporting fellow teachers when you buy things. Awesome. Because the money goes with, you know, of course, I'm sure the website takes a tiny percentage of it. But the money goes to the person who designed that particular item. Very cool. Yeah. So um, teacherspayteachers.com. It's a fantastic site. Check it out. So speaking of creating curriculum for sale, Becky and I have had this idea for a while that we would like to possibly put together some kind of um, PDF file curriculum that people could purchase, similar to what you would purchase on the Teachers Pay Teachers website. Lesson plans, things that we've done with our kids that worked really well, things that maybe we would like to do with our kids and, you know, provide it for a minimal fee um, to people on our website. And since the possibilities are completely endless out there, we were wondering if any of you guys out there had something specific in mind that you would love to see uh, created that maybe you haven't been able to find anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, maybe a subject that you've been looking for a lesson plan on or um, some kind of an activity on. I don't know. So it'll help us narrow things down a little because honestly, we could really do anything. 
<laughs> so, I mean, I know I'm starting to think about some of the stuff I've done in the past and just trying to narrow it down to something to get started on. Um, it's a little overwhelming. So we thought we'd go to you guys and ask, do you have something that you'd like to see a lesson plan or like a little mini short ebook type thing on um, that you would, you know, pay a couple dollars for? Um, something like that. So let us know. You can email us at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com or you can leave a comment in the show notes. And remember, just to find uh, the show notes for any episode, it's SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash and then just put the number of the show, which this number is 15. So it would be SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 15. And you can leave a comment there and let us know if there's something that you'd be interested in seeing us create. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. And last but not least, I wanted to make sure to mention on the show, because I don't remember if we've ever mentioned our outtakes on the show. Have we ever talked about it on the show? No, we, we haven't. on the Facebook page, but I don't think we've ever mentioned it on the show before. Stick around to the end of the show, <laughs> because after we say goodbye, since episode 10, we have been putting outtakes after our goodbyes. So if you haven't checked those out yet, go back to episode 10 and forward to the end after our goodbyes and you may get a little giggle from them. We've had a lot of fun yes. <laughs> with those. And I, I'll tell you, I, I think it's so funny that oftentimes I'll, if I'm in a lousy mood or whatever, I'll just go back and listen to our outtakes because it cracks me up. <laughs> Especially last week's. Yes, last week's was pretty good. I last week's say. was hysterical. And if you didn't understand what Becky was talking about on the Facebook wall, if you noticed her comment about the word anecdote. Anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it fine this time. I know you did. <laughs> Go back and listen to the outtakes at the end of episode 14. You will definitely crack up. So, And I even posted on Facebook this week and said, "Does anybody has anybody even noticed them? Because I've mentioned them a couple times on the Facebook page but nobody had actually commented on it so I'm like does it has anybody even noticed them do you just turn off when we say goodbye or do you turn off when we start our goodbyes and you don't ever listen to the end um, because you're missing out <laughs> yeah you are definitely you definitely want to hear our outtakes because if nothing else you get to hear me laugh like an idiot <laughs> yeah both of us <laughs> I know sometimes some of the laughing that I do I'm like oh my god was that me <laughs> I know it's like during when we're recording the show like I'll, when I laugh at things I try to like tone it down a little bit and just kind of <laughs> But, like, when we have the outtakes, man, I'm, like, tears coming in my eyes. I know. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I know. There's been a couple of times when we've just been hysterically laughing and we had to breathe. And in fact, you'll notice sometimes in the show where we sound like we're smiling um, because we had, had to cut out all the t outtakes and we're still smiling <laughs> and trying not to laugh as we continue to talk. Exactly. So it's pretty funny. So, anyway. So, check that out. Stick around past the ending. <laughs> I think we covered everything we needed to cover today. What do you think? I think we did. And it's, Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. And you can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms, on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool, and we're on Instagram as Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670 or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links, resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. 
And you can also find Becky on the web at beckytatro.com. And I can be found at homeschoolrealm.com. And the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our About pages. Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a fun week and come back and take a break with us again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Remember, keep listening. So my entire week has pretty much been absorbed getting ready for that. <laughs> Pause. I am so sorry. My alarm is going off. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be right back. It's okay. <laughs> I hear, I, and of course, I didn't have my phone right next to me. It was like by the front door and the keyboard. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, crap. I can't, I can't have that music going in the background the whole show. <laughs> that would be hilarious.